You know, we've watched the growth of uh, re- refined hospitality concepts, which, I, you know, I always thought was sort of an outgrowth of the Statler Hilton because all their concepts, most of their concepts, are in the Statler Hilton down there, over easy and scout and waterproof. But now they're growing out. Uh, they bought uh, Primo's and Gas Monkey. Now they've taken over South Fork Ranch. It is, it's a conglomerate. And uh, winemaker and restaurateur Robert Hall is the CEO and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Good to be here. Nice talking to you again, sir. So I let me let me ask you about South Fork. I want to talk about the restaurants and stuff and the, and the growth there. Sure. But I'm really intrigued. I South Fork is just it won't go away. I mean, it is still no, right. it's popular around the world. I people in Europe ask me about South Fork Ranch and they still know about. It. So what are you all doing with South Fork? So it, it's you know what, what a lot of people don't realize about refined hospitality because we don't necessarily have it as prominently positioned on our, our web and so forth you know we, we have a, we've always had a large uh, catering and what i call managed dining services arm um, of our organization definitely prior even to taking over the statler three years ago um, and so for example we do all the food service for southwest airlines t-mobile headquarters sally beauty uh, we just launched exxon uh, mobile down in houston so aside from, you know, our, our day job of, of, of restaurant touring to the public and so forth to be in the hotel space, um, we have been a large venue operator uh, for quite some time. And South Fork, you know, you know, it's no secret that we're affiliated with, um, you know, Mr. Mohetti's uh, real estate uh, conglomerate Centurion American. And so as we identify opportunities out in the marketplace, uh, where refined hospitality might plug in. Now, that doesn't always mean that there's a imminent acquisition from Centurion American, or it might just be a conversation, or a couple of real estate brokers saying, "Hey, there's something in flux uh, at this company or at this ranch where there's an opportunity for hospitality. If you guys would like to pursue it," and that is really analogous to what happened at South Fork Ranch. I'm not on the, the development real estate side, as 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 as, as you know. So I can't speak to what they're going to do uh, with the ranch real estate over time or what ownership elects to do, whether they develop it or, uh, but I do know this, as far as Mr. Mohetti goes, as far as I go, Refined Hospitality has every intention of, of embracing the history of South Fork Ranch, carrying its hospitality forward, continuing the tours, continuing to do the community markets and so forth there. Uh, my sales team has I, can't, I won't say the exact dates, but we'll, we started July 1st officially, but for some time now, we have been prepared to continue our our, our stewardship and selling of yeah. the facilities and the hospitality at South Fork Ranch. You know, I've been, in, in over the years, I've been to a lot of fundraisers. I think the uh, Crystal Charity Ball mm-hmm. has been out there a couple of times yeah. and, and reunions and also, year, yeah. yeah, cattle. Yeah. That's what it was, I guess. It sure. was. But, but yeah. so is, is it still active that way? Is it still being booked? Is it still pretty full? It's extremely, extremely busy. Um, it, it, to your point, it is an iconic destination. Uh, we've had a lot of fun, you know, hearing the, the stories and memories of which I have my own not of the ranch itself. I'd never been there, but obviously the, the song plays in your head, the sweeping, <laughs> you know, aerial view comes into mind. And uh, I had, I dated myself a little bit uh, the other day, like we all do when we talk about the show, but uh, we, my family used to gather, you know, in a large 
you know, a game room or media room, I think they called it, you know, in the eighties and the wooden television. And we, we could not talk. If you, my grandparents, if, if you, you were, you had to, you got kicked out of the room if you were chattering during when Dallas came on. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's this nostalgic memory for a lot of people uh, outside of Texas, uh, including myself. And then Texans, of course, have a have a wonderful history being able to visit the ranch and go to the retail shop and see the gun that shot Jr. and yeah. all. Oh the no, fun, I mean, I mean, pe- people from Germany have asked me about this. Switzerland, oh, I mean, they absolutely. all they all watch I, it. I was, so that, that's a neat it, acquisition. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so it's so, analogous. It's in some ways, and you know, Dallas is just such a great town that embraces its hometown connections. I, you know, this is an odd connection, maybe for some, but. In some ways, you reference Gas Monkey and you know and, and Richard Rollins, you know, in our in our in our relationship with him. When I'm over the visiting him, there's people who have flights that they change just like South Fork to to be able to come to DFW, make a connection several hours later, so they can go to just like they go to Gas Monkey. People from all over the world, to your point, will change their flight uh plans to to accommodate a trip to South Fork Ranch, uh, and 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 you know so. It's kind of interesting the 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 uh, comparisons one can draw with some of the things we have going on with Gas Monkey and and obviously the the more uh, legacy just by the multiple decades of connectivity to South Fork Ranch we, and all the people who work there. I mean, it was it was a very emotional moment when we did the the employee takeover. They were very grateful to hear that, um, and I was very grateful to be in a position to extend these offers to try and keep every employee who was interested in staying. Uh, I had a gentleman walk up to me. He was, told me that he told his wife for the first time in 55 years, he opened the gate and wasn't sure if he'd be coming back to shut the gate. And I, you know, that's, 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 you know, that's a, I'm not 55 years old yet. So that, that really resonated with me. What, um, what the dedication has been and, and what the love is for the history and the property. And obviously the TV show is, is obviously present and it's at the forefront, but honestly, um, less and less as time goes on, it's kind of taken on a persona of its own where that's part of the root story, but it's not the whole story anymore. They're, they have their own identity as a venue and as a, a destination, and there's trail rides and all these fun things that happen out there that the community loves. Yeah, I, well, I, and, and Renad cannot bulldoze that place. I mean, that, that, there he has people, no desire. People to. all over the world would come yeah, after him. Yeah. So tell me how the restaurant yeah. business is, Primo's and and uh, this this you're getting ready to open up a new one in in Plano, and in fact, you're, I know you're there yes. as we're mm-hmm. speaking right now, um, and that's that's a pretty big growth mechanism, right? It is. It is. So, you know, Spherco is our fun Italian, you know, uh, fast casual in some ways. It's a full service restaurant, but we do do a lot of delivery business as well. It's a great brand. It's kind of a mashup of a fun plan words with, uh, you know, the, the decor is, is Western, spaghetti Western. If you think of, you know, mid-century movie posters and marquee lights and red boots and great scratch meatballs and pastas. And of course, pizza became um, and I think I was sharing this with you a little bit in the pre-interviews. You know, I, when I lived in New York City, I, I loved the meatball shop. And I loved a lot of these concepts that were developing. So I wanted to try something, um, at, you know, at the Statler because we had a small space that was in transition. And we thought, well, this would be a really fun place to try something um, experimental. And so we, we were going to do this fun little meatball shop and had a few, few cocktails, uh, had a few 
had a, had a fun menu that was, you know, everything spherical, right? Because it wasn't going to be all meat. We, we had, uh, you know, impossible meat meatballs. We had a chickpea. We had, you know, seafood. We had some barbecue. We had this fun idea just to really play with that concept of the small footprints and, and then, of course, sell ice cream and, and gelatos and all that fun stuff. Um, enter the, the, the pandemic and all of a sudden the demand for pizza became so large um, that we just we morphed heavy in that lane and so now believe it or not meatballs are not at the top of yeah, our yeah. our peanuts yeah. anymore they're they're up there but pizza and pasta inside the units and depending on what night of the week you come every once in a while tequila will win but uh, well but but, but that's a, but that's one of the place. that's part of the changes yeah. that took place that's post-covid and this is what i'm curious about so here you are and i know you're waiting on on getting your occupancy you know, um, uh, permits yes, for, so you can open your restaurant, but you've got brand new construction. So post COVID, mm-hmm. you've got to have made changes. Are you, do you have, you know, more, yes. uh, a kitchen configured differently so you can, you can have delivery mm-hmm. people, do you have outdoor dining and what kind of changes have you made? Well, you know, I, and I always like to stay pinned into the positive when we talk about, and, and, you know, really we've had, probably three meetings now to try and convince ourselves and our staff to stop talking about, about the pandemic, you know, because when it first started to give us a little bit of relief and there was a few false starts there, as we all know, um, you know, we didn't want to just keep resting our laurels on, Oh, this is the impact of the pandemic or that listen, this happens in business, whatever challenges come your way, you need to be adaptable to be, uh, sort of to, to be able to survive and, and, and understand what the, your guest needs are. And so, to, to answer your question more succinctly, the pivots we made that are positives in, in, in COVID were our technology footprint. You know, we got a lot more savvy on how orders come in electronically, how we, um, you know, how we can do a better, uh, you know, web-based business, pick up, take out, uh, delivery, things of that nature for people who didn't want the contact, how we position those things on social media and online to drive more volume. Um, and, and then the to-go beverage component was an enormous um, um, savior in a lot of ways because we start once it became uh, legal to uh, you know sell alcoholic beverages and we have some you know this isn't a concept where people come to um, you know get you know, this is not a saloon saloon <laughs> yeah. so the, 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 this isn't an environment where people come in and to drink you know 10 shots of Jack Daniels and play the jukebox so they they, they, they come in and they may want, uh, you know, a few bellinis to go or, or a gallon of, of uh, margaritas to go or or uh, we do Negronis here and some classic Italian inspired cocktails, uh, mimosa kits uh, with Prosecco. And and so we got into all these kind of fun lanes and created these fun little packages and combinations to give the guests some value perception, but also some new ways to engage the brand. So that came with, yes, retooling how we stock the bars and having more uh, vessels to go and being a little bit more efficient and how we take pizzas, meatballs, salads, and get them in a box and a package and a bag with cold beverages so that the pizzas aren't heating up those. And there was all kinds of so fun yeah, learning yeah, curves. Yeah, so yeah, it, ha- it has to travel well. That's the new thing. Well, look, I, you've got your hands full. I know you, uh, I don't know how you have enough time in a day to, to say grace over all this, but it's it's fun to catch up. And, and the next time we talk, I expect you it to is. be wearing like a 10 gallon hat boots and you know uh, maybe a big south I got my fork, boots on big south fork me above. I, I, yeah i do it well i'll tell you what it's trade days this weekend at uh, at south fork ranch and one of the fun things we're going to do out there is 
Um, we're going to recreate the uh, iconic Dallas uh, TV show promotional picture with my team where um, we're each going to be, you know, dressed in similar garb to the Ewing, uh, Ewing family uh, of yesteryear. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it'll be embarrassing as it can be, but it should be a lot of fun. Well, I, I hope you get to be JR. Robert Hall is the CEO of Refined <laughs> Hospitality Concepts. Always enjoy our visits. Thanks a lot. Me too. Thank you, sir. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.